0: Lately, I've been trying to read through the Old Testament, and I'm in 1 Kings right now. So I was reading my Bible this morning, and I was reading 1 Kings 6, and a question came across my mind when I read verses 11 through 13, and it wasn't the good kind. It was one of those ones like, man, it's kind of stumped me, right? And what it says was, is verse 11, now the word of the Lord came to Solomon, concerning this house that you are building, if, if you keep all... I'm sorry, if you walk in my statutes and obey my rules and keep all my commandments and walk in them, then I will establish my word with you, which I spoke to David, your father. So the initial thought that came to my mind after reading this is like, this is such a workspace salvation. The law, obedience. If you do this, then you get that. And I'll be honest, that's the first thought to come to my mind. But what I did not do is just sit with that question and not really pursue it. So what I did was, is I looked into it and two questions arose. Where did the law come from and why do we have it? So as I was going through the Bible, I was trying to find, you know, when the earliest law came, you know, Leviticus, anybody who's been through the old Testament knows that there's so many laws. It's such a hard book to read because it's just law after law after law, like tradition after tradition after tradition. And I kept going back to Exodus and I remember the 10 commandments. So I got to the 10 commandments. I was like this is this has to be like the first place that the law was instituted, right? But what I found out is that there was a law prior to the Ten Commandments at Sinai. What I mean by this, well, in first John three four it says that that whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness. That's first John three four. Um, Your Bible, different Bibles may say different things, but basically sin is lawlessness. So you may see where I'm going with this is that when you read that, you're like, oh, the first sin was Adam and Eve. So this was lawlessness prior to there being an established law. So there has been the natural conclusion I'm starting to draw is that there has been a moral code or a moral compass or a moral standard. Forgive me for moral compass, a moral standard. That has been in place from the beginning of time. The law brings about wrath. Romans 4:15. The law brings about. Ra- I'm sorry. The law brings about wrath, for where there is no law, there is no transgression. To know you have transgressed, there has to be something to compare it to, to shine it up to, to put side by side to know that this is a transgression. So there has been a moral standard in place from the beginning of time to kind of prove this. Um, Abraham is not an Israelite We know this In Genesis um, I don't know 30, In the 30's Jacob the descendant of Abraham I think it's two generations two, One or two generations after Abraham Two or two or three generations after Abraham God actually renames Jacob Israel And then Israel is in the nation A couple generations later That, that receives the Ten Commandments Through Moses From God on Mount Sinai those are the, the nation of Israelite of Israel that is millions of people, over a million people strong. So Abraham was not an Israelite, but we see in Genesis 26:5, because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. And if you back up, it's the it's the verse. If you're familiar with it, your descendants will be as numerous as the stars, you will be blessed because Abraham obeyed my voice, kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. So God is about to bless Abraham because he obeyed the law. So the big word, as you say, is there's a law that Abraham obeyed. The 10 commandments didn't establish the law. It only commodified them. The same with Leviticus and the manifestation of all these other traditions and rules in the ancient Hebrew society. So then it raises the question, why do we have the law? The commandments of God are signposts directing us down the narrow path of God while at the same time showing us our immense need for a savior because although these sign these in these sign that's an analogy analogies fall apart it is a signpost it is a through this analogy don't get the vibe that it's just a moral compass, because that's the standard. The Ten Commandments are the standard, but really, it's perfection is the standard, and and then the Ten Commandments written down are a manifestation of God's character, kind of manifest in 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 a in a format, I guess, if that makes sense. So the Ten Commandments show us our immense need for a Savior, because we can't stay on that path. We always will fall short. No human being can. It's impossible. So with that being said, love is the main focus of the law, of the Ten Commandments, everything. Love is the main focus. Jesus tells us that commandments require a committed heart for God and our neighbors. Matthew, 20, Matthew 22, 34 through 40, when it says, What are the greatest commandments? What is the greatest commandment? He says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your mind and all your soul and love your neighbor as yourself, right? Love is the focus. Romans 13, 8 through nine, Oh no in anything except love to each other, for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not commit murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and any other commandment are summed up in this word, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor, therefore love is fulfilling of the law. Love is the whole theme. It's everything. So how we frame the question determines the outcome or the answer we get when asking questions. When I was reading First Kings 6, the initial framing to just repeat what i just said was negative i was like "Ah, that doesn't seem loving and if i would have left my questions just at that and didn't pursue it i would be doing it such an injustice because when you look at the obedience from adam and eve to abraham to jacob to moses and the ten commandments to leviticus to all up to jesus you look at the, the the laws in place All you can see and possibly see is love. Yeah, you see sinful humans struggling to walk in these things and be faithful. You see humans in their sinful nature kind of distorting the good things that come as we all do, as all humans do. But in what God establishes, the only thing you can see is love. And it's clear that God put these laws in place for our protection, like a loving father who wants to keep his child safe and protected and prosperous while we just remain in relationship with him. That's why he did all these things. So in conclusion, obviously, there's a lot of points you can get from this. Where the law came from, what was God's heart in instituting the law, and I think the main one I would want to illustrate to y'all is when you have questions and the questions kind of stump you they kind of hard questions kind of frustrate you a little bit don't just let those questions go unanswered i would challenge y'all to seek truth i would challenge y'all to pursue those questions ask deeper questions read i'm not that much of a reader but my friend matt keller always tells me to read we have to be diligent in pursuing truth and in prayer asking god to show us and i believe that god will show you truth so i hope this video helped you And I will see y'all in the next video. God bless you.